In the name of Jesus, amen. Da-da, 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 da-da. You know how it goes, right? In the movies, it's easy to know when you're supposed to be afraid. The music builds, the camera angles shift, the floorboards creak, the wind howls. Something goes bump in the night. That's just in the movies. How are you supposed to know when you are to be afraid? How when you are supposed to feel fear in real life? And maybe it is that unfamiliar sound that wakes you up at one in the morning as darkness closes in around you. Maybe it's the business reporter with the news that the stock market has tumbled yet again, endangering your retirement savings. Or it might be the change of job, change of school, change of home that's waiting for you in your future. So what's making you afraid these days? What is it that's going bump in the night? Anybody heard of this coronavirus thing? A few nods out there, right? I mean, how can you escape it? With the mass media coverage that's going on, it's seeming like a lot of people are afraid of COVID-19, this disease coming from the novel coronavirus first found in Wuhan, China. The spread of this infection is striking fear, striking fear into the hearts of people around the world, shutting down massive conventions. Anyone heard of South by Southwest? Not this year. Sporting events are happening without anybody in the stands, professional teams, even college teams in some cases playing. Those are some surreal images if you go look at that. Schools closing, stock markets being driven down, hand sanitizer prices launched through the sky. If you have a bottle of Purell, that's pretty much liquid gold these days. But why? And far and away, most of the people who have been infected by this virus have recovered after a brief period of illness. It's generally been only people infected who have had a compromised immune system or other underlying health issues that have died. I mean, still, yes, it makes sense to be prepared. It makes sense to take precautions like cleaning your hands, coughing, yeah, into your arm, covering your cough, or staying home if you're feeling ill. These are the same things we should be doing generally in any type of flu season. So why all the fear now? People are afraid of the unknown. That's understandable. Because fear comes from when you are confronted with something which is outside of your experience. Something that could cause hurt or harm, or maybe just be uncomfortable. It makes sense that people are afraid. I mean, fear can be helpful. Fear can prompt you to think about something that you might otherwise have ignored. But no one, no one should ever be captive to fear. Was Abraham afraid? God told him to move away from the land, from the people that he had known, sending him to a new and unfamiliar place. I mean, at the very least, this must have been uncomfortable for him. 
75 years old. And it probably was a little bit risky, too. Because way back then, when you didn't have all the information at your fingertips we do today, who knew what kind of people dwelled in the land 500 miles away? But Abraham trusted in the Lord to see him through. He trusted that this God would keep his promise. So he got up and went. Nicodemus got up and went too. Under the cover of darkness, he went to go talk to this rabbi who had raised such concern, such wonderment among the Jewish authorities. It's likely that Nicodemus came to Jesus as a representative of some of those other members of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling council. People who were similarly minded, who wanted to know more about this puzzling teacher. What he meant as he spoke about the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, well, he might have been afraid. Jesus had enemies. Some of those enemies were other members of the Sanhedrin. Nicodemus' colleagues might see him as a a student of this untrained teacher from Galilee. So what would happen then? What would they think if they heard about what Nicodemus was doing? Nicodemus was confused. This Jesus of Nazareth, he must have been sent by God. The signs that he had done, they pointed to this truth. But the way that Jesus talked about God, talked about life, that was outside of Nicodemus' experience. So Jesus uses an example that this teacher of Israel might more readily understand. Moses and the bronze serpent. Jesus speaks to fear, our fear and Nicodemus' fear alike, with a sign of hope. Jesus said, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. The wandering, impatient people of Israel, after they had been freed from slavery in Egypt, well, they started to grumble against God and Moses. They feared an unknown future. They only saw death in front of them. They saw no possibility of hope. So the Lord sent fiery serpents, poisonous serpents among them, biting the people. Many of those people died. But when the people acknowledged their sin, their doubt, their faithlessness, God instructed Moses to fashion an image of the serpent, a bronze serpent, to put it up on a pole. And when Moses did, when people who had been bitten looked at that serpent on the pole, they would live. They could have hope, knowing that they had been delivered, knowing that they had been rescued. As Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, he takes this episode of the bronze serpent, and he points this this teacher of Israel and us towards the cross. In this season of Lent, Christians look to the cross for our hope. Like Israel of old, you and I have doubted God's faithfulness. Might not have said it aloud, but our thoughts, our actions, they testify against us. We can and do fall captive to fear, fear of the unknown, fear of that which might hurt or harm us. 
Doubting that God will see us through the dangers and discomforts of this life. But even though we doubt, God is still faithful. The cross of Christ, it is greater than the serpent of bronze. And yes, you might still get bitten by things that go bump in the night, coronavirus included. But you will live even though you die. We Christians can look to the cross for our hope because that is where you will see Jesus. That is where you can look to see the exalted Son of Man, the one who was lifted up to rescue our dying world. Jesus told Nicodemus, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. There's a reason that Nicodemus got confused in that reading that we heard this morning. Because the word that Jesus used for from above can also mean again. It's a double entendre. Nicodemus heard born again. But through the gift of holy baptism, you are born from above. You are born again. It's a heavenly birth, not one that is dependent on your ancestry. Because whether you came from Abraham, from Alan, from Arshad, you can be made a child of God. That is the miracle of this birth of water and the spirit in baptism. This is where God creates a new living being through his spirit. In this manner, God loved the world. That the Son of Man was lifted up on the cross so that you and I could have eternal life. In baptism, you're connected with the cross. You're connected with this Son of Man who was lifted up. You have eternal life. Even though you get bit in this world which is broken by sin, you have been born into life which can't be beaten by death. Despite whatever it is that might come, you can look ahead to the ultimate victory that you have in Christ. What about Nicodemus? You know, later on in John's Gospel, we hear that Nicodemus stood up in front of the Pharisees to call for Jesus to have a fair trial. And later, after Jesus' crucifixion, Nicodemus was one of those people who went on Good Friday to claim Jesus' body to prepare for burial. He brought 75 pounds of spices, enough for a royal burial. What, could, what would Nicodemus' friends and colleagues say about that? Well, like Nicodemus, you and I are called to live our lives now in Jesus, delivered from fear. You're sent out. You're born by the Spirit, born on the wings of the one who hovered over the chaos at the dawn of creation. And that same Spirit will carry you out through this world of uncertainty. Because even when viruses rise, stock markets fall, you can look to the cross of Jesus, to the cross of the Son of Man who is lifted up for you and see the sign of your hope. So we pray, deliver us, Jesus, from fear. Look to the cross. Look to Jesus and see how God has set you free from fear. 
Because the unknown has lost its power, even though it might still hurt or harm. Fear can't win. You are no longer its captive. Amen.